All right, everybody, it is January 9th at 6.36 p.m. 2019, and uh, this is the episode 12 of the Jack's Facts podcast. And hello, everybody, I hope you had uh, happy holidays, I hope you had a Merry Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate, Happy New Year, um, I guess not yet if you're Chinese, but you know, we'll get there, we'll get there eventually. Um, I'm back after a month and a half of not recording. Uh, I was gone for a month and a half because I moved back up here to Virginia. So I was packing and slacking off on recording the podcast mostly and kind of just avoiding it and not doing it. Uh, But there was also, you know, a lot of packing and moving and settling back in, enjoying the holiday with uh, my family, you know, just spending time with them, enjoying them, uh, being around friends, catching up with everybody, you know, just just enjoying myself. So, uh, So, you know, it's been wonderful. Like I said, I hope the same. I hope the same for all of you. I hope that your holidays were wonderful. Uh, let's see here. I got a list. Got a list here of what we're going to talk about today. Finally made a list and got a little bit of notes going on here. So hopefully, and I have more than like just four things to talk about. So hopefully, I can ramble on for longer than like seven minutes and then go. Oh shoot, what am I going to talk about? Let's see. Uh, yeah, like I said, you know, I felt guilty. I felt guilty for being away from the podcast for so long. But, uh, you know, back to it now. That's what matters. It's important. We're back on the uh, recording train. So hopefully I can get back on my weekly track with you guys. Keep things posted. Let's get some content rolling. Get back in the groove of things. Uh, let's see here. Oh, and here's one fucking thing that I wanted to talk about. When I moved back, and I mean, this has been a thing, you know, since I've come back and visited a couple times, since my parents moved into the house up here, is they just have decided to, I guess, bug the whole fucking place with Alexa's. And those, I mean, we all know are just very clearly listening devices for the CIA. It's, you know, Bezos is out here just doing all kinds of secret backdoor deals, getting billions of dollars funneled into his pocket and into his company for the Amazon Web Services. It's directly connected, recording everything you say to some servers so they can just analyze it and store it for what I assume to be nefarious purposes. But uh, yeah, so they just have like one with a fucking camera in the kitchen it just like is looking at everything you do and recording everything you say and always watching and always listening and just sending that data somewhere. And I'm sure there's just some guy parsing through all the conversations that I have and all the ridiculous shit that I do and just nonstop judging me. Now, granted, these Alexas are already doing the same thing that my iPhone is doing. And, you know, my iPhone has probably been doing it for a lot longer and they have a lot more data on me. But... At least with my iPhone, I get iMessage and I get social cloud. With the Alexa, what do I get? I don't... I get... I can turn off my lights with my voice. I mean, I guess that's okay. They already had that with the whole fucking clap on, clap off thing. I think we should just bring that back instead. Alexas are overrated. They're... I, I don't know. I'm just not comfortable with them. I'm not comfortable with something... Like I said, it doesn't even matter. I would say I'm not comfortable with something sitting in my house that's always recording me, but... Something is literally sitting in my pocket that's always recording me anyways. So, I guess it's a moot point. But, uh, I don't know. I'm still on the fuck Alexa train. Uh, what I'm not against, though, is the drone shipping that we're probably going to get because I am not too far away from where they're building one of the new Amazon Headquarter 2s. So, yeah, drone shipping from Amazon Prime would be pretty dope to be able to just watch, watch my package track and fly over in like four hours, same day shipping. I'm not against that. It could be, could even be same day, 24 hour shipping with the drones. I mean, they're a fucking drone, so who knows? 
Uh, moving on here. Um, I guess I'm finally going to fulfill the destiny of becoming a, uh, a basement dwelling weeb. Um, you know, I'm halfway there. I have, uh, I'm in the basement. Well, I'm not in the basement currently. I'm not in the basement with 10 days in the oven with anime on. I just, um, staring at this recording with pizza rolls in the oven in my bedroom. So it's a little bit different, but we're almost there. Uh, but I watched a couple episodes of an anime called Death Note. And I gotta say, it was pretty good. It, um, I don't know if you're not familiar with it from what I've seen so far. This kid who's like this honor roll student happens to find this notebook that falls from some, you know, like, you know, dream death realm or whatever. And if you write somebody's name in the book, then they die. And you can, like, specify how they die, the way they die, like, you know, down to very specific details and so forth. And uh, it kind of just goes through um, human character and nature and, like, what, you know, the decision-making processes of humans. Because this kid just, you know, he starts off by killing all of the criminals. And, you know, over, like, the couple of episodes that I've seen thus far, develops a, uh, like, a god complex, thinking that he's doing the world of justice. And he's going to cleanse the world of all crime by, you know, just murdering off all of these criminals. And that uh, he will then be hailed as the new god of this new world that he's going to create and usher in this new era of peace and prosperity. And, um, I just think it's kind of really interesting. It came out in 2006, and I just kind of find it really interesting. I guess it makes sense, you know, just uh, where, I, where I was going to go with this is just beliefs that people can hold in terms of... Um, I don't know, I want to say political beliefs, I guess, but I guess at its root, it's just kind of a personal belief that if you can, you know, kill all the bad people, then only good will uh, continue to exist. But, you know, if you boil that down to the end of it, then you're the only bad person left because you're then the person that's killed everybody. And I think that's kind of what they're getting to the root of in the show. Uh, I had that thought in my head. Oh, never mind. Sorry. Here's where I was going with that thought is that the worst, you know, so this kid thinks that he's in the show, thinks that he's doing a great good to the world because he's killing off all of these horrible, terrible criminals. But, you know, eventually it expands and he starts to go, okay, well, you know, I can even get rid of the petty criminals that don't do much and I can start killing them in ways with like, you know, like you said, you can specify the details and the way people die. So like I can give them diseases and so forth. So they'll die of natural causes like years down the line but when you really think about that that's you know giving somebody a lot of suffering you're giving them years of disease they have to deal with and so forth um so what i wanted to get at was that the worst atrocities against humanity can be committed under the belief of um you know i'm just doing what's best because this kid believes that you know by killing off all of these criminals and doing what is right for the world, you know, it's like a, just a very um, immature view of the way that things work, I guess, in reality, or not reality, but morality. Um, but yeah, like I said, all in all, good show so far. Um, if you're looking to get into an anime, it's the, like I said, the first one I've ever watched, other than like a couple episodes of Naruto when I was a kid, and it's, it's pretty good, so yeah, check that out, check that out if you're looking for that. Uh, what are we going to go on to next? I guess I'll keep it light so far. I'll talk about Fallout 76. I'm still currently on the Fallout 76 sucks train. Uh, like I said, it's got no NPCs. Um, it's kind of just like a reskin Fallout 4. Uh, there's no incentive to play with other people if you're not already like going in with your friends who have also purchased copies of the game that you know. Um, 
Yeah, there's, I mean, there's no NPCs. There's no, like, adventure. It's just a bunch of, like, go kill this boss or go pick up this item and bring it over here type quests. And, uh, I don't know, for me, the whole thing and reason that I love Fallout is that, you know, it was a great role-playing story and, like, all these NPCs and this immersive uh, landscape and storytelling and uh, voice acting and so forth. And it was really cool. But it, Fallout 76 to me is lacking. It's very disappointing. But one thing they have done is they promised more significant patches in the future. And uh, they actually, for any individual that um, <clears throat> has logged in to the full version of Fallout 76, so not just the beta, but the full version, at any point in 2018, uh, you now have access to the PC versions of the Fallout uh, collectors, like classic collections, which is the first Fallout, Fallout 2, and then Fallout Brotherhood of Steel or something like that. But uh, the original three PC games, so I thought that was pretty cool. You know, it's probably them trying to be like, hey, yeah, we know the game fucking sucked, sorry. So, uh, you know, here are these games, these games for free. So I haven't played those yet. I might play them a little bit, see what it's like. You know, they're pretty fucking old at this point. I think 20-something years, maybe. But uh, it would be good. Um, there's a government shutdown going on. I'm going to be honest, I haven't been keeping up with politics too much recently, just because it... It just got really fucking draining and, like, stressful and irritating to watch it go on and on and on and on and on, and it doesn't end. And then at, uh, one realization that I actually kind of just came to is that a lot of these people, you know, they're career politicians, so they kind of just make a career off of delaying these things and making these promises and saying these things about how they're working on it. And maybe they really are working on it, and, you know, I, I mean, I've never worked in a congressional office. I worked on a congressional campaign once, which was pretty cool, but not the same as working in the White House, but I mean, you know, they probably just have just make a career and make money off of just kind of bullshitting and, you know, just making these things go on for as long as they can in order to uh, I don't know, maybe that doesn't make sense. In order to, I just guess, you know, waste time and collect a check for, you know, quote-unquote working on this. Uh, it just, you know, it's what everybody bitches about. The politics is just terribly inefficient. So it's frustrating for me that likes to, somebody like me that likes to get things done very quickly to just sit here and watch these things, you know. It, I, something I should have already known going into it, but watch these things get promised, not happen, um, continue to get delayed, you know, it's this thing or it's that thing, one thing or another. And it just, you know, it just it, watching all of it happen, watch all of the bullshit going on, all of the constant petty arguments, all of the, you know, just bullshit reporting and narratives and so forth. It just got to be a little bit too much for me. So, you know, I just said, hey, I need to take a break, need to calm down, need to reevaluate things. Like I said, I've just spending time with friends and family, just kind of been staying off of Twitter a little bit more. I've been tweeting less, been just kind of trying to stay off my phone less, just enjoy the moment things that are going on around me a little bit more, just taking the peace of the world because, you know, things are pretty peaceful. Every every interaction that I've had for, let's see. I don't know. The amount of negative interactions that I've had that aren't just me reading shit online that makes me upset and are, like, caused by another person out in the world are very slim because, you know, generally speaking, most people aren't assholes. And... If somebody is being an asshole, then, you know, gen again, generally speaking, you just go, wow, that person's an asshole, and I'm probably not going to see them that often, and then just kind of move on with your day. And if you do see them all the time, well, then they're an asshole, and you should probably just eliminate them from your life. Um, 
Oh, anyway, so getting back to it, so there's a government shutdown going on um, for the, you know, there's like a standoff going on. Trump's like, look, we need funding for this border wall, um, which I'm still for. I think that a border wall would be great. I want a big, beautiful wall on that border uh, because it it would negate immigration. It would. It's a, literally a physical barrier. It's the same thing that the Great Wall of China was for when the Mongols were invading. I mean, granted, we're not being like, hostily invaded by Mexico, but there's a significant enough flow of drugs and human trafficking and illegal immigrants coming into the country that I think it's good that we have a border wall. Um, so, yeah, so apparently, I guess I just saw a tweet in a couple of headlines today. There was some big meeting uh, between Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi and Trump regarding funding for the border wall, and I guess Trump stormed out of the meeting after he said that he needed funding for the wall from Pelosi, and then Pelosi said no, and so he just got up and left, which, uh, that's, that's a big dick move, let's not lie, that's, that's a big baller move, you know, he didn't get, he's not gonna get what he wants, so he's out of there, he's saying, well, look, we'll talk about it later. Um, one thing I did find out, you know, so during a government shutdown, only essential government employees are still required to go to work, I guess they don't get paid, um, you know, it says they may get back pay later, which means they probably are going to get back pay later, so even though they're not being paid currently, uh, when the government shutdown has ended, they'll receive all the pay that they should have during the shutdown, you know, you know more than likely. Again, I, I'm no expert in this, you know, tax policy, or not tax policy, but government shutdown policy, I guess. Uh, but non-essential, you know, they've shut down some national parks. Hold on one second, my brother's coming in. All right, we're back. So, uh, like I was saying, uh, government shutdown, non-essential government employees are, you know, are furloughed, which is just a, which means they, the definition of furlough is to be granted a leave of absence, so they're just not required to go to work. Again, they can't collect paychecks. Um, I think there's like some government agencies that get shut down as well, like maybe the VA. Um, I'm sure there's a couple of other ones that I just don't know. But with regard to the national parks and national park employees not working, is that the bathrooms aren't being cleaned because there's nobody there to clean the bathrooms so they just had to like shut down these parks and these bathrooms and i don't know man that sucks like we this shouldn't be happening like this is ridiculous we we shouldn't be shutting down the whole fucking government for the sake of this border wall which in the grand scheme of money that gets moved around and shuffled around by the government already wouldn't cost that much i guess it's just a thing of principle but you know there's people shouting that it wouldn't work so if it wouldn't work then spend the you know, in the grand scheme, insignificant amount of money that it would cost and just let it not work. And if you're just saying that it wouldn't work because you don't want it to be built because it would work, well, then you're a liar and that's moral. Um, <clears throat> let's see, what else? Uh, the biggest thing that I wanted to talk about mainly actually is not going on in America and it's nothing to do with America, uh, but it's about the riots and like revolution that's going on over in France. Um, so... Emmanuel Macron, who is the current, I, I don't know if it's prime minister or whatever, is the current head of France, president, maybe, I don't know if they have, I don't know what they have over there, to be honest, I mean, I'm an ignorant American, I'm not sure, <clears throat> but Emmanuel Macron uh, wanted to take the initiative on climate change and introduce a fossil fuel tax that would, in <clears throat> January of 2019, <clears throat> excuse me, excuse me, Yep. That in January of 2019, 
would have raised the cost of, uh, I don't know if you guys, never mind. Uh, would have raised the cost of fuel by about 25 cents a gallon. Um, so the people of France were like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? We all drive gas-powered vehicles except for the people that can ball out and afford a Tesla or a Fisker. Like, you're going to tax every single person in France an extra 25 cents a gallon. And I'm just using gallons instead of liters, and I'm going to use the U.S. dollar equivalent just because it's easier than, you know, drawing the comparison between both, and I've already made my notes in gallons and dollars. So that's the way we're running it. Fuck the metric system. Um... Yeah, so they were like, bro, what the fuck, this isn't cool, you know, we we can't afford this, you know, there's a great number of people, especially out in, like, rural France that may require a heavy commute to get to where they need to go for work, or, you know, if they need to go into town, that's, that's a lot of extra gas money per gallon, you know what I mean, if you're gonna have to fill up a whole tank. Um, so they donned these yellow vests, and they're like a yellow reflective vest that you would see, like, out on any construction site or, like, a road worker would wear, and the significance of the yellow vest um, is that in France, every automobile owner, every person driving an automobile is required to have, I believe it's at least two of those bright yellow vests in their vehicle at all times. And the reason being is that if your vehicle were to break down and you're on the side of the road and you know, you have to hop out to change your tire, or whatever, you put on this yellow vest so that way you're much easier to see for other motorists, you know, it's less of a hazard. Uh, and you know, if you're caught driving and you don't have this vest in your vehicle, then you're subject to a fine. And so <clears throat> as a, um, as a symbol of, uh, the ridiculous government mandate and just government overreach and, uh, government overreach into people's personal lives and, you know, just kind of going too far, uh, into stepping on people's personal choice, um, they decided to wear these yellow vests, uh, I'm, I'm repeating myself now as a symbol of that, um, but you know, because if if let's say you, let's say you're driving in France, you get pulled over, and you don't have the vest in your car, right? You get this fine for I don't know what it is. But let's say it's 100 euros, and you know you're like, well, fuck this, this is ridiculous. I'm not going to pay this fine of 100 euros, and you don't pay it by the time that it's specified on the fine to pay the fine, and then you get another letter that says, hey, you were supposed to pay this fine, you missed the date. Uh, now you really have to pay this fine plus an additional 50 euro penalty for not paying it the first time on time when we said that you should. Um, <clears throat> so you go, okay, well, I read that and I think that the fact that I had to pay a fine for not having these yellow vests in my car is ridiculous in the first place. So not only am I not going to pay that fine because I don't believe in the principle of the thing, I'm not going to pay the additional $50 fine as well because it's just a fine on top of something that I don't believe in. You say, fuck that, and you throw that away as well. So, you know, it, it will continue to escalate until eventually a police officer is knocking at your door, you know, and he goes, hey, we have sent you numerous notifications letters so far. We've tried to be in contact with you. You were pulled over. You know, you had you did not have these vests in your car. We issued you a fine, and we sent you several notifications since. Now you're still vacant on this fine. Um, you know, say they sent a collections agency after you, and you still didn't pay it. Uh, now it's a criminal violation. There's a warrant out for your arrest. You go, okay, well, you know, just say that you were just such a man of principle or woman of principle, whatever. Look at me being politically correct down here. That you refuse to be arrested. You're like, okay, well, you know, if I 
am not going to subject myself to the arrest, you know, for my warrant because at its root, I don't believe in the principle of this thing. And I think that fine is immoral. Therefore, I think this arrest is immoral and wrong. It should not be occurring. Well, if you try to resist arrest and it escalates to where you are physically resisting arrest with an officer, you know, and it gets violent enough, they'll just pull out your gun and shoot you. So if, if you take it to its very extreme, if you don't have the yellow vest in your car and you don't abide by the state's requirements to have that vest in your car and you're caught without it and you refuse to answer to the state, you know, with their mandate of a fine, then the state will kill you. And so, again, you know, that's just the very extreme of the situation. Most people just say, oh, fucking, you know, this is ridiculous. Pay the fine and then be done with it and be pissed off. But, uh, at its extreme, that is what can happen. And so that's the possibility of any law and refusing, you know, with, with, I wouldn't say with any law, that's kind of ignorant. I'm sure there are some laws where, you know, you wouldn't be subject to arrest for breaking it. But anyways, for most laws that are passed for like criminal laws and so forth, you know, one like that, if you don't follow them, then at its very extreme, you know, there's a barrel of the gun that is enforcing it. Um, so again, that's, that's a reason why the French people have donned this vest and symbolism is to say, you know, the government has become so overreaching in its power and what it's trying to do that, you know, they're, they're rising up and revolting now. So this happened, I believe these protests started months ago. Um, they were probably like just starting out, I think in the beginning of November, maybe late October, uh, definitely going on by or sorry, early November, definitely going on by like mid to late November and December. Um, and they became so significant. There were so many people out in the streets in these yellow vests and like the rural towns in France and uh, in Paris as well, uh, just all over that Macron was like, okay, we're not going to sign this gas tax. Um, you know, we're, we'll, we'll call it off and put a pause in it or a delay on it at least for like the next couple months to try and figure out an arrangement. And uh, I'm kind of jumping around a bit here. But just to put into perspective, like what this gas tax could have done is uh, I have a buddy of mine here in Virginia who uh, has to commute about 40 miles a day to work his job in construction up to, you know, D.C., Northern Virginia, Arlington, Maryland, wherever he's working that day. And so he drives, you know, pickup truck because it has all of his tools, everything he needs to, you know, move stuff around, you know, just be a construction worker. And let's say there's probably a 20 gallon tank. And, you know, uh, let's see, I, I made some notes here. All right, yeah, so let's say if it's 20-gallon tank, um, yeah, it's about 120, okay, so I, I, I botched up this whole fucking story. I need to get my head straight here. So he's commuting, you know, 40 miles each way, so 80 miles a day, 20 gallons, uh, 20 gallon tank in his gas tank in his truck, 80 miles a day. Uh, you know, it's a truck. So maybe getting like 16 miles a gallon, 14 miles a gallon, 20 miles a gallon highway max. If he's having like a great traffic day, which is not cause it's shit here. Uh, but let's say that a construction worker out in rural France is like 40 minutes outside of Paris and has the same, a very similar commute to work, you know, same setup, same type of truck with the same mileage and so forth. Uh, if it's a 20-gallon tank for American conversion tank, that's uh, about $121 to fill the tank at the current rate in France, which is $6.57 a gallon. 
uh, with the tax, uh, with the tax increase of about 25 cents, which is then set to increase for the next couple of years after that. So there's the initial hike, and then it'll continue to climb. So it's not just that one flat tax. Uh, that's $6.82 a gallon, and that's about an extra $60 a month if you fill up every week and a half or so, uh, you know, which assuming you would be with a kind of commute like that, with that kind of mileage. Uh, so that's about an extra $720 a year just spent on the gas, um, not including any additional car travel that you may be done, you know, because you have to take your kids to the doctor, to school, this, there, wherever, you know, if you're just traveling around, going to see family, going to just run errands or whatever it is. Um, so that's, you know, that's not money to fuck around with. $720 is like a good set of bills for a year. It's um, uh, just food, you know, just all kinds of extra supplementation here and there that could be used to, you know, maybe your car headlight goes out and you need to get your oil changed and, you know, just a couple things break here and there and it gets fucked up. Um, so <clears throat> anyways, that gas tax is the reason why they're rioting. And eventually, you know, it originally started as like kind of peaceful protest, people just gathering out on the streets saying, hey, you know, we need to be heard. This is us. You know, we're all out here in these very bright, reflective, you know, eye-catching vests. You can see there's a ton of people. Uh, and eventually, you know, police started to get sent in. And, you know, it was kind of like a standoff between protesters and officers. And, you know, now just full-on riots have broken out. And, you know, it's complete chaos all across France, uh, you know. Buildings are getting their windows smashed in. I've seen several different videos all around France of uh, you know vehicles being flipped over and burnt. I saw one guy, I think, driving some kind of forklift type vehicle and uh, rammed into, I think, like the Department of Commerce or something like something similar to that. I'll see if I can find. I have a couple different videos that I want to link in the um, the description of this podcast. So. I won't forget to do that like I know that I have in a couple other videos, but this time I'll actually link those tweets with the videos in them. Um, and they had to like, uh, you know, evacuate whatever head of state was in that building that they ran through and broke through. Um, there was another video of this massive, this just massive fucking like bull of a man. He must have, he's like, he flipped over some railing and he must have been like eight inches to a foot taller than the other guys he was standing around. This is one of the protester guys. And, uh, he just like, they were all encroaching. There was like a crowd of people encroaching on this crowd of uh, police that were dressed up in riot gear. And he just starts like just reaching over this guy's fucking riot shield and just like decking him in his face armor. And he's taking shots from this police baton and it's just not phasing the guy. And all the police are starting like back off more and more. And this dude's just like walking forward, like ready for more. It was, uh, it was a very crazy video. Uh, and then there's another one where there's like six to eight different cops, again, all dressed in riot gear that chase down this Frenchman who's running away from them and he falls and they trip and they just all just, just lay into him with punches and kicks and beating him with his baton. And I mean, they really just kind of fucking Rodney King, the guy, and you know, it's only a short clip. So you don't know what happened before him. You don't know if this guy was like maybe throwing something at him. Um, but this is, I mean, this is like civil war in France. This is Frenchman fighting Frenchman right now. It's uh, like a revolution that's going on right now. And uh, it's really not being talked about at all in any news sources. Um, I've seen a couple of like, uh, like tweets and postings and headlines here and there about there being like some sort of media blackout in the EU regarding reporting on like the French riots. Um, I don't, I, I don't know the legitimacy of that. Um, it's a possibility, <clears throat> you know, just for like the state of national security across the EU. But I've also seen another video. There was a bunch of people dressed up in yellow vests in I don't know if it was Denmark or Finland or not Poland, because Poland's going through its own thing. Poland's doing pretty fucking awesome. 
but it's it's spreading to other countries across the EU as well. The yellow vest movement, it's um, it's moving. I've seen a couple tweets of people here in the states saying that they're going to start wearing it as well for you know a multitude of purposes, which I, don't know, I think is kind of dumb because we don't have a reason to wear the yellow vest because we're not forced to have yellow vests in our car. But you know, it's I guess it's the thought that counts. I think you should do it to stand with your French, you know, to stand with the French people. Um, if for any reason, instead of something else, instead of trying to commandeer it for your own purposes, just because it's eye-catching. Uh, but, I don't know, we're at about 30 minutes now, so I think that's probably a pretty good place to wrap it up. Uh, again, sorry for the leave of absence that was completely unannounced and uncalled for, uh, but we're back with the podcast now. Um, you know, viva la France, you know, more power to the French people. I hope everything goes well in that country. Um, I hope Macron gets is forced to resign and gets kicked out of office, and they can you know successfully pull off a Frexit or whatever it is they're looking for as well. You know, fuck the EU. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Um, peace out, everybody. Have a good week, and hopefully, I'll see you next one. Bye bye.